When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Conspiracy, the show. I'm Adam Todd Brown. Who are you? I'm Olivia Haidar. And who are we? We are your co-hosts. Olivia, how's it going? Oh, you know, not bad. Can't complain. I'm living in a police state, but other than that... Yeah, are you excited to expose the truth? Oh, yeah, exactly. This episode is going to get banned. Yeah, this we're, we're putting this one out for free. We've been covering the highly banned second season <laughs> of Conspiracy Theory with Jesse yeah. Ventura. It's another victim of cancel culture, except it wasn't canceled. It got renewed for a third season. But then it got canceled, so... It, oh, it definitely got canceled. It's, it is... It's it's so weird that you can easily find the first season and you can easily find the third season. But is it... But, like, is it just because of the this episode? Or is it because of... Because, like, the first season had the harp episode, right? Yeah, the harp episode, I think is one that's missing yeah but like I, we it's on daily motion just like the rest well of i mean yeah everything's on and we'll daily cover motion. the harp episode at some point <laughs> we're, we're yeah we're making this one free because this is this is the one this is the yeah. one that uh people really got upset over and it never aired more than once the the people deserve to know and i uh you know this might be a bombshell that we can talk about as we go but i have a conspiracy theory about why they went so hard on this episode. Oh, yeah. I think I can see where that conspiracy theory is going, too. Uh, because there's a lot of interesting things, and a lot of it is super inflammatory and probably untrue, but it comes from a specific source and perspective that I think ties into this. I don't know. I think it's interesting. It's a really interesting episode. Yeah, I have I have a theory about it, too. It Mine mostly revolves around Alex Jones. Same, same. Yeah. So this is going to be a fun episode. That's why we're yes. putting it out for free. This <laughs> Absolutely. Is, this is an important sode. Yeah, we've been covering this entire season. So we're we're four episodes in. Next week's bonus episode is going to be episode three, which covers Wall Street. And that one's also a doozy of an episode. Yeah, that one rules. <laughs> it rules because it's uh, mostly true. It's, yeah, exactly. Uh, it's just a documentary. Yeah, it's it's a... Uh, the short that led to the big short. We'll talk about it when we get to that episode, but it's it's kind of like a straight-faced Borat sketch. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, and it rules. I love it. Yeah. But let's talk about the police state episode. Yes. I didn't know there was a pandemic angle to this. I didn't remember. I vividly remember seeing <laughs> yeah. this episode, but I didn't remember the pandemic thing. Yes. And that is definitely, yeah, again, 
it ties into why this was banned. I think the the opening scene is very confusing because it's ju- it just immediately cuts to Jesse Ventura and Alex Jones like stalking <laughs> through the forest. They look like the fucking monkeys or something. Like they're oh poking out from behind trees, yes, all wide eyed yes. and shit. Looks There's like a, a monkeys video. I mean, the it, band. It literally is like they're hiding behind one tiny tree and like poking out either side it's so funny and then they they don't really they just they just cut away from that and we're supposed to know what that was all about they are looking at a bunch of things that they say are coffins sure yeah and uh we'll get to it they are but it's not what you think america (laughs) so jesse's first actual interview is with some woman named Catherine bleich and jesse in introducing her gets gets way into uh can you believe girls do things too territory <laughs> he's like the government's watching her but she's a girl what does an innocent girl <laughs> have to do with the government it is it is a quintessential early 2010s yeah. moment is this girl really a threat to the United States? Like, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Outside, I don't want to take that from women, that they can never threaten the safety of the United States. Absolutely. Insane. The reason she uh, feels like she might be considered a threat is because she found out an agency in her state said she should be considered a threat to law enforcement. And it turns out all she did to get labeled uh, subversive was to work with Ron Paul. Yeah. Which... I don't know. That does seem a little extreme in terms of reasons (laughs) to surveil someone. Yeah, I mean, it's not good. Definitely. I think surveillance state in general sucks. But what people never take into account, like I'm not saying it's right, obviously, but we have so many intelligence agencies with such huge budgets. They have time for this. Like, we like to think, oh, the government doesn't have time to come show up at my tiny environmental meeting the fuck they don't (laughs) they got time they got the people and they have the money and And the motivation yeah i don't i don't doubt that what's ron paul libertarian is that what his kind of i mean he's a republican yeah but he he's you know he it's one of those he's he is the closest to a classical libertarian that we have had in congress basically in a long time at least uh, but, you know, like most modern libertarians, he's libertarian up to a point and way to a fault where to the point where he like in his like presidential debates and stuff, he was talking about defunding the Department of Education and like <laughs> all this. No, exactly. It's it, and like he is he's a he is a monstrous person in so many ways as a politician. But he does, you know, have, you know, as a libertarian, I used to be a libertarian. I don't know yeah. if I've ever talked about this on the show. I don't I, think I, so. Because, it, it, you know, when I was like a late teen, early 20s and you know, in Indiana where it's just kind of so oppressively red state, the libertarianism that I read about and understood was like more leftist than anything else. It was yeah. just like, hey – don't fuck with gay people. They're people like everyone else and, you know, make drugs legal and all the, you know, that sort of thing. But it has just become such a right wing identity. It's it, yeah, it's just bit. morphed into this very right wing 
defund, you know, everything that's good and, you know, beef up police state and all that stuff. Yeah, I do remember Ron Paul being one of those alternative candidates that people on the left seem to swing toward more than anything. Yeah, absolutely. Like I, he was I, almost like a, a, a leftist Trump in that. He, right. Like he... He was definitely sort of an outsider, but not really. He had like been a politician for a long time. Right. But also you dig into his past and Yeah, it's I mean Yeah, no. He's not I don't think on the whole his his impact on politics was positive. But yeah. uh you know, yeah, like I said, when I when I was like in my late twenties, he was the kind of guy who would go on the Daily Show and he would be, you know, more reasonable than your average Republican. And so, you know, liberals would just be like, hey, yeah, he's one of the good ones. This is great. But uh, yeah, they don't really interrogate his beliefs. Yeah. So that that's what she did to get in trouble. Right. She, his- she was on the Ron Paul train a little too early. So they next they, they get into the Department of Homeland Security and these things called fusion centers. Yeah. Which this, I had, is, this is real. Yeah, it's not something that I, a term that I had ever really heard about before, but I do understand the idea, the, you know, high-minded idea behind it. Basically, fusion centers are these agencies that are scattered throughout the country. By the time of this episode, they had like 70-something in the country. And I looked it up. There's still a thing. Yeah. There's still, there's articles out there debating their effectiveness Mm-hmm. But basically what they are is these uh, agencies where all of the intelligence that like state and local and federal authorities gather pertaining to that particular area, it's all funneled through here and they mm-hmm. act accordingly, which, yeah, it's scandalous, but it's also what the CIA was supposed to be. Like it's exactly yeah. what the CIA was supposed to be. It was just a clearinghouse for all the information gathered. Right. I still think the more scandalous part is that all the information is being gathered and not so much that it's being sent to these fucking strip mall government. Right. Outlets. Yeah. I mean, it, like, it just seems like a pretty natural byproduct of Homeland Security. Like the, the whole, you know, the whole idea of Homeland Security is condensing all of these disparate intelligence agencies into one thing, uh, which is scary on its own. Right. And this just seems like kind of a natural extension of this. You would need branches around the country. Not that I think that this is good, but I understand the logic behind it. Yeah, there's there's a lot of that in this episode. Like yeah. it's it's not good, but it's also dice we kind of have to roll as a country. Sometimes, I mean, to an extent. I mean, I don't know. I don't know necessarily that we have to roll these kind of dice, but like it's more like I just understand why they like. I, 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 they took a bad idea and they ran with it. Yeah, that's kind of this country post World yeah. War Two is just yeah, taking and, a bad idea and running. Right, exactly, and then amplified by a thousand after nine yeah. eleven. So it's time for a team meeting. They're here to talk about these fusion centers, and it seems like the the prevailing take is that. They're angry because they thought this would be a thing that was meant to monitor terrorists. Right. But instead, it's monitoring American citizens. And right. I have two problems with that. Yeah. Uh, there aren't enough terrorists in the country to justify 72 fusion centers. 
<laughs> and if you think they are, you're a naive idiot. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, there are, I think, enough people in this country who do th- believe something like that. Terrorism what, fear is still hugely prevalent. What there are enough of are Muslims. Exactly. And immigrants. Right. And also that idea that, oh, well, they're monitoring American citizens. American citizens can be terrorists. Like that's Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and they, uh, this is something that is going to come up uh, again and again during this episode, but like the two examples that they keep coming to of groups that would, you know, innocent American activism groups that would be targeted by this system are pro-gun and pro-life people. Those are the two specific ideologies that are called out as in danger of being monitored when, first of all, we know for a fact that the, this is not exclusively, but majority targeted at anarchists and left-wing protesters. Right. And also, abortion denied, like, pro-life people bomb clinics. They and, bomb clinics? They kill and, doctors? Like. And pro-gun people are violent as well. Like, there's just, like, uh, you know, at a certain point, you gotta monitor some of those people. Not that, you know, I don't know. Maybe the government doesn't have to, but... There's reason there. They they blow things up, it's, and that's yeah. bad. Yeah, I mean, there's always going to have to be some degree of monitoring in law enforcement. Like, we've all seen The Wire. That's all, that, It's called The Wire for a reason. Right. It's because they were monitoring drug dealers in Baltimore, and that's right. how they, they brought them down. And drugs ended in Baltimore forever after that. Exactly, and everything was great. But... I mean, I do, I do get the the concern over this, obviously. Also, sure. yeah. But, so the next person he interviews is Mike German, a former FBI agent who used to prevent terrorism. Uh-huh. And it's like, yeah, you did for you, sure. Sure, you did. He looks like a guy who could just <laughs> meld into terrorism circles with oh, no problem. For, oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Go on. You, you're thinking, and he's going undercover. I get it. I mean, yeah. he just has that kind of swarthy look. Yeah, he's got that natural, smooth charm that seems exactly, like him exactly. in any room. And he says our intelligence agencies have no oversight and that yeah. they sometimes collect information that isn't even related to crime. I'm shocked. I'm shocked yeah. to hear this. This is similar to uh, a previous episode where so much of this is just we know now that this is true. Like, yeah. and, and it's not a hypothetical and it's not even really directed it, it, it seems like they're collecting data on everybody. Yeah. And I mean, now we're to the point where we're giving it away. Like, yeah, and then there's that. Even have to, we did an episode of Unpopular Opinion about phone location data. And the FBI can just go buy that. Like, they don't have to, they do have to get a warrant if they want to get it directly from your phone carrier. Right. But they can also just go out on the fucking public market and buy it. Yeah. Because the government. Didn't tell them they couldn't. And so, yeah, this like none of it's surprising, but it is a thing we probably could have stood to be a little more angry about when it Absolutely. happened. But that and, and, dates all the way back to the Patriot Act. And, yeah, exactly. And people were angry about it. I, you know, again, as, as a as a young teenager, it was something that I was super concerned about. Uh, and and no one cared until it started to affect everyone except for you know other than the muslims i wonder if anyone has read the entire patriot act it's so God. dense it's so dense and it's like isn't it like 
it it's so long it, i i don't even know the exact page number but i think it's huge oh it's 342 pages long that is not as long as i thought it was is be. that abridged because I always it, heard it, it like might a be thousand. I, I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I I had heard very vastly larger numbers, but is I there an wrong. audiobook and does Dick Cheney narrate it? Maybe I'm wrong. If so, but I would, yeah, I would listen to that. Oh, that never mind. Fucking Google sucks. Fucking Google. Fucking Google sucks. Uh, it was. It gave me a result because the article featured the phrase Patriot Act, but it was talking about some whole other fucking bill. No. I, I'm pretty sure it's over a thousand pages long. Yeah, it's pretty long. That's That was like one of the whole things about when it was being passed is no one was reading the goddamn thing. That's the whole thing. We did so much shit in this country out of pure animal panic and fear. Like that was what was dominating basically every aspect of our culture for like over a year after that, like years, like so much of our governing was based on this just primal fear. And so Mike says these fusion centers are meant to grease the skids for martial law in the future. Actually, I think Jesse Ventura uses that phrase. Right. Jesse Ventura loves to invoke martial law. And my concern still upon hearing that these places exist is I'd be more worried about them being used to round up like DACA recipients exactly or something like that exactly that is not a ship that has sailed this is the thing this is my whole take about this episode is that it is about immigration and they never talk about immigration it just never comes up but literally everything that they talk about or basically everything that they talk about is actually the Obama administration preparing for a massive immigration crisis. Yeah, basically preparing for what Trump Right, did. well, preparing for what Obama did by the end of his term yeah. that Trump then ramped up. That's that's what this is and they they are everybody that they talk to on this is just is just so, you know, they've got their blinders on. You know, they are just tunnel vision on how it can affect libertarians and right-wing people. Yeah, and one of the people Jesse Ventura talks to next is some guy that he just, like, ambushes a Department of Homeland Security guy (laughs) outside a fusion center. And one thing I love is this isn't how the interviews normally go. Normally, he's getting denials and shit, and this guy is just so casual about, yeah, I mean, we might spy on you. Like, we'll spy on anyone for anything. And I kind of respect that. I like how, like, I like how honest yeah. he was. Because I, you know, respect you should to know an extent. already. Yes. Yeah, I mean, respect might be a strong word. You know, but to an extent, yeah. Yeah. I, I do like when he says, we don't watch people, we watch trends. That actually uh-huh. sounds creepy. Sure. That makes us, I mean, I don't know, that sounds like people. You know, the trends don't just appear out of nowhere. Yeah, and I think Jesse Ventura actually says that. He says, well, yeah. aren't trends people? Yeah. He stumbled like, not always in both of these episodes that we're uh, talking about in these next couple episodes. He does get a few like really good lines, it, it, like his his very simplistic way of interrogating things actually is effective when tackling these uh, institutions that are on their face amoral and disgusting. So now here comes Alex Jones. Yeah, this is where the episode just starts to nosedive and i'm telling you i still maintain he's a fucking government plant 
Absolutely. And this is my whole thing about this episode. And what, and this is the reason why it got pl- uh, pulled is because they got Alex Jones on there and Alex Jones is doing what he does, which is taking something that is real and tacking a bunch of fake fucking bullshit onto it that's super extremist and is designed to get mainstream pushback and uh then this episode comes out and it gets pulled because you know he's he's pushing a bunch of shit that is dangerous and a lie but it's covering up all of this immigration stuff yeah and the idea he's pushing in this case is that the government is setting up concentration camps to hold average Americans like you and me. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, not like you and me. I mean, well, like no. me and Alex Jones and Jesse Ventura. <laughs> right, so. right, exactly. No, I, I guess I'm safe in this <laughs> in this backwards world. And, exactly. And it's, and it's just, again, it, uh, the phrasing, uh, as, as with the team meeting, is so, it, it's just such a tell where I can't remember if it's Alex Jones or Jesse is like, you know, they, they're, you know, they're not just going to be holding immigrants in these in these places. They're going to have American citizens in there, too, as if yeah. that's the problem. Yeah, that's kind of the, the overall problem with this episode yeah. is they're not bothered by what they're being used for. Even exactly. at this point, it, it comes out in this episode what they're being used for. And it's yeah. immigrants. The, well, and yeah, I love the scene where they t- he talks to those people. But well, because there's stuff there. But yeah, yeah. This shit is wild. They do bring up a couple things that are real. Sure. One is Rex 84, which it's a it's a thing Oliver North somehow brought to life. <laughs> and it's this directive that came out during the Reagan administration that explains how in the event of some sort of national emergency, if we have to initiate martial law, this is how we'll do it. Right. And yeah, that's scary, but you got to expect the government's going to have something like that in place. Yeah. I mean, like. The government's job, you know, in theory, is to make the plans for basically any contingency that we can think of. It's why we have plans for if aliens come to Earth. Like, you know, we got all sorts of plans. They also bring up the Council of Governors, which actually doesn't sound that scary to me at all. No, it's not scary at all. And and there's this whole thing. He's really hung up on how... Uh, the Council of Governors is divided up into these ten regions, and he he, he does this very funny uh, overlay of that with I think it was the FEMA map that showed the regions where they where FEMA was focusing on uh, the digital series, and he overlays them like this is some sort of secret code that he's unlocked. <laughs> when in reality, it's just like, well, that's the agreed upon regional divisions like that's where the code of governors the not council of governors comes from man yeah i mean we probably would need some level of coordination depending on the emergency like if if the power grid goes down absolutely like all around the country you're gonna you're gonna appreciate that there's some coordination at the government <laughs> like, level look man i i am so skeptical of of anything that the government does and i'm sure that there are nefarious purposes for a council of governors i'm sure they aren't great you know things happening there but also like in a even in a good government that 
is ethical and functions normally and properly and you know is actually working for the people uh, we would need something like this because we're fucking huge and yeah. so like we would need you know a group of people who are familiar with their own specific area to meet up and be able to coordinate yeah and to be like we're so divided as a yeah. country and the way this thing works it's i think five republicans and five democrats yeah so it's it's even in that way like right. it just seems like yeah you're right there probably are some nefarious purposes yeah. but also what do we do again yeah those are dice we gotta roll how <laughs> else are you going to coordinate between 50 states across like three thousand miles wide yeah like it's just insane and, and and honestly, you know, and and this is definitely something that's come up on on this show. That 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 map looks like a pretty good way to just divide us up into multiple countries. I think that seems pretty reasonable. Yeah, I wouldn't mind just doing that. Yeah, it might be good. I yeah. I've always that has always been my solution to the complete breakdown of our government and society. Is we need to be Central Europe. Like yeah. that's what we need yeah. to be. And, you know, maybe have a European Union type thing where we're working together. But, like, we we can't keep going like this. No. So, next, they send Dan the skeptic out into the streets. Okay. Okay. Real quick. (laughs) Real quick. Did they, like, like kill Alex the skeptic? I think so. Because he's only in, what, the first episode of this season, Yes, exactly. He's in the first episode and then is not in... Has not been in any of the other episodes so far, and he's been replaced by this Dan guy who is somehow even worse. Yeah, he's he's way worse. I miss Alex. Yeah, I'm going to yell the fuck out of Dan on the Wall Street episode because (laughs) that guy sucks ass. He, for some reason, hops in his car to conduct a video interview uh, (laughs) with a prison camp activist named William Lewis. Like, I definitely need some more information on what that means. Yeah, he he talks about H.R. 645, which is indeed a bill that passed that called for building these detention facilities all around the country. Right. There was also an executive order in like 2018 that called for building them. But they they're not they're not detention centers. The FEMA things is the thing. That's not how they're described. And that's not their stated purpose. No, I mean, it depends on which ones you're talking about. The one they visit is called a residential well, facility, but, but it's but, a detention center. But here's the thing. And again, this is the whole smokescreen of this episode. And it's given away by one of the people that they talk to at uh, that facility, which is that is not a FEMA facility that is an ice facility they mentioned talking to ice like the lady is like why don't we redirect you to our ice uh uh head you know local ice headquarters and you can and like that's the giveaway it is this is not related to the fema camps yeah the the fema camps they don't ever really show no or they're it's, like it's either that or they're just conflating these two things right because these are definitely immigrant immigrant absolutely that's yeah, that is what they are. At. That's what they visit. But that was what really tipped me off to like the whole smokescreen of this is, yeah, they're just conflating the re- very real ICE immigration detention centers with the FEMA camps that are outlined in the bill. And another giveaway is that the whole reason they're in the bill is so they can 
be built in the future, whereas they visit a facility that is built and running. So it doesn't really apply. Now, here's a a scene I really hated. (laughs) This guy that he's doing this interview with in the car directs him to one of these facilities. And he, Dan, the skeptic, gets to this facility and he pulls up to this fenced entrance that looks like an entrance. Mm -hmm. And you do see some like bunker looking sort of things down in this sort of valley area. And it's in Los Angeles. Right. And then, like, cops show up, and Dan's like, oh, I'm going to get out of here. <laughs> and here's the thing. I don't know if maybe the the person editing this show just uh, doesn't like Jesse Ventura and his team, <laughs> but they flash a sign on the screen mm-hmm. as Dan is backing up. And here's what that sign says. Access to Van Norman Reservoir Complex must be made through security gates, located on Rinaldi Street and Sepulveda Boulevard. So of all the times to not just go up to security and be like, hey, what is this? Yeah. This is the time they decide not to do that, when there is a perfectly helpful sign telling you that that's where you should go. Right. Of course they're suspicious. If you look into it, this is the reservoir for L.A.'s water. Yeah, it's important. Like it's how they get water to L.A. and keep it clean. Yeah. Like, L.A., for those who maybe don't know, is in a desert, and having a fresh source of water is vital to keeping uh, everyone in L.A. alive. And (laughs) I I don't get why you don't do your usual interview thing. Well, because it's it's this fucking coward, Dan, who I fucking hate. I hate Dan. Yeah, I really don't like him. He, He is somehow worse... And a least believable, less believable skeptic than Alex. It's insane. Speaking of Alex, now he and oh, Jesse God. are going to check out an American oh. concentration camp. Did Alex the skeptic like anamorph into Alex Jones? Oh, no, that was Bill Hicks. But that is a compelling. Theory. Oh, no, no. Bill it Hicks. is weird. There are some there are some weird there's some weirdness. <sighs> Yeah, between but, Alex Jones and Bill Hicks, but but, it's but fine. Alex Jones doesn't have the sense of empathy of Bill Hicks. Maybe Bill Hicks lost his when he died. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when they say they're going to check out an American concentration camp, what they're really checking out is the T. Don Hutto Residential Center. Mm-hmm. And we were using it then for the same thing we're using it for now. It is a ICE detention center. Yep. And Alex Jones covers this part by just like casually throwing out that, well, yeah, yeah, they'll use it for immigrants first and then Americans. Exactly. Next. And again, one of the many tells of where this episode is misleading you. Right. And, and here's the thing. I can absolutely see a scenario where Americans get up in arms enough that the yeah. government goes out and has to arrest people en masse. I have a list here of every uh, ICE detention center, and the uh-huh. Tidon Hutto is there, and it is currently in use. It is a residential center. Oh, yeah, I center. looked it up. Yeah. Uh, so that's just what this is. Yeah, it's it's just that the more immediate threat from these places is that we're going to round up immigrants right. and deport them in mass. And and the thing about it, you know, it it's not that we don't round up protesters and yeah. you know, persecute protesters, almost all of them left-wing and anarchist. 
but we just put them in prison. We don't or, or kill them. We we actually don't need detention centers for that. Like that's the thing. Yeah, and that's again one of the big problems with this is it's a question that comes up with governments all the time as well. What do you mean when you're talking about terrorists? Mm-hmm. And in the case of this show, I want to know what Jesse Ventura and team mean. Yeah. When they're talking about terrorists, because I kind of feel like, uh, yeah, left wing <laughs> protesters yep. and anarchists would be considered terrorists. Exactly. The Jesse Ventura regime. And not bomb throwing uh, pro-life advocates who, again, are the only one of the only two groups that are specifically brought up as innocent groups that are in danger of being rounded up by this nefarious program yeah it's this is this is the first time that this show has been openly right wing that is one my major problem with this episode yeah i mean obama was in office so i mean yeah but he's been in office the whole show (laughs) like oh yeah i guess he has so now we're in the woods and Alex and Jesse, this is the scene we saw in the open. <laughs> where they're sucks. They're peeking around the forest. They're they're they, there's this scene where they just both kind of rise up and yeah. they look all yeah. wide eyed at what they're seeing. <laughs> and they don't really show what they're seeing. You kind of get a glimpse. Yeah. And it's it's uh it's like a scene out of gone fishing or something. It looks like <laughs> Like a buddy comedy star and yeah. two aging dudes on oh a road trip. Oh my god! It, it's just Alex Jones. Like you know, he isn't. He he's got that entertainment bone in him, in addition to his uh, his insane bone. But like, he is compelling to watch, at least in this time period. Now, because he's a clone made from Bill Hicks DNA. <laughs> the problem is that he has just grown so large and pink over the years that he is they just made like, me in the lab. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. That's why he's he's like mutating and like <laughs> he has just lost all entertainment value as the years have gone on. But like this is like prime. He's kind of funny to watch, even if he's a lunatic spreading dangerous ideas. I still maintain the most charming Alex Jones has ever been. I saw a early video of him when he just had a public access show. Yeah. And it was Halloween. And he was just carving pumpkins and taking calls from uh, That's like, I, where's that Alex Jones? I would watch that. That sounds prob- I would probably do fun. do that. I don't know if I would do that. I don't want to be in a room with him. But like, yeah. No, I mean, I would carve pumpkins while taking questions from people. For sure. We should do that. That would be fun. That would be a lot of fun. Uh, But like, you know, he was in the he was also in I mentioned this before. He was in a scanner darkly. uh, Richard Linklater's a scanner darkly because he was just like a local Austin guy who everybody just kind of knows as a fun kook. That's how the infiltrators always start. And yeah, and this is this has sold me entirely on him being a plant this episode. I was yeah, kind because, of on the fence before. Yeah, because he does show up like right when they not long after the thing where the woman lets slip that, hey, you should call ICE right. if you have questions about what's happening here. Yeah. And then Boom. That's when Alex Jones shows up. Exactly. And he takes the, it turns out the thing they're traversing the woods to look at, they call them coffins. They say, look, there's all these coffins and they don't look like coffins that I've ever seen. No. And it turns out that what they are is basically grave liners. Mm -hmm. So you dig the grave, then you put this liner in it and then you put the coffin in that. Right. And it's meant to keep it 
safe. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, well, why do they need so many? In this company that makes them, they're called Vantage Products Corp. Ugh. So More like Vantage Products Corpse. Every every fucking company that has a name like that is so fucking sinister. The the more boring the name, the more sinister it seems. Yeah. And here's the thing, it's not that they aren't sinister, it's just I don't think the conclusion they come to here is correct. Right, exactly. Because what they're arguing, first first their question is, well, why do you need because the company's like, well, we just we make them for when we need to send them out. What do you Right. <laughs> yes. What do you want? You think we custom make these <laughs> things? We have right. a fucking field where we keep them. Exactly. And they're like well, why would you need that many all at once? And it's like, man, 7,000 some people die in the United States every day. Like, it, they're going to need to have them on hand. It, people are like, getting buried all the time. Exactly. Like, where, where do you think this is how it's done with basically any manufacturing industry? It's not like they make each one as they sell it. It doesn't make any sense. And yeah, I like that at the end of the episode, they mentioned that this company came and hauled all these things away. And it's like, yeah, I wonder why. Probably because Jesse Ventura and (laughs) Alex Jones showed up. And now that's going to be on TV and everyone else is going to come. Jesus. And and here's the thing. It's not that they're not sinister. No. Because here's what they do. They, They draw this path from Vantage Corp to a company called Hercules Incorporated. Mm. Vantage Corp used to be a research and development wing of Hercules Incorporated. Hercules Incorporated is a subsidiary of Halliburton. Sure. So the conclusion they're trying to draw here is why is Halliburton buying so many coffins? Right. From Vantage Corp. Yeah. Vantage products. And here's the thing. If you dig into Hercules Incorporated, one of the things they worked on were rockets. Yeah. Uh, Rockets, missiles, sometimes even like intercontinental ballistic missiles. Mm -hmm. And one of the things we know goes into making a rocket is foam. Yep. And structural foam because they have to be made out of very lightweight products. So they can fly. Yeah. And if you go to, I'll link to the, there's a, Newton Chamber of Commerce page for Vantage Products Corp. There you go. And they say their main contribution to the funeral industry, structural foam. Hey. So clearly they're selling coffins to Halliburton. (laughs) It's like, no, they help Halliburton make fucking rockets. Yeah, which is not good. Yeah, it's, I don't, I don't doubt that this is a government owned place that's like also, well, we should make some funeral shit to cover. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a separately bad thing. But again, they're just, you know, and Alex Jones is just ready to totally leap on the most extreme interpretation of these, uh, you know, events. And so is Jesse Ventura. And well, Jesse Ventura is, as I've mentioned on basically every episode of this, the most credulous person who has ever lived uh, in history and will literally believe anything that you tell him. As long as you say it like, did you know that frogs actually eat brains? It's true. They're making the frogs gay. They're making the frogs gay and the gay frogs eat brains. Yep. So now we're back to the detention centers. And at this point, I'm like, are they going to bury us all or kill or, or arrest us all? Because if they're just going to throw everyone in detention well, centers, what are the coffins it, for? Well, and this should tie into something that we haven't really mentioned about this whole thing, which is every time 
They mention the word concentration camp or allude to it. They show black and white footage of uh, Nazi Germany and concentration camps. And I think that's literally what they are thinking. It's like they needed the concentration camp. Oh, sure. Yeah. Where they're going to work us to death. Oh, that makes sense. Where, makes sense. When in fact, weirdly enough, compared to other prisons, at least from what I know, they put immigrants in detention centers and, uh, you know, deprive them of most of their needs and don't make mm-hmm. them work. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's very it, it, actually it must be a PR thing that they don't make them work. Right. It could be like but actually there was a scandal that came out uh at one point about the work that was being offered to immigrants in detention centers. Oh, well, you know, maybe they are making them work. I, I, and, I haven't done enough research on that. Yeah. They were getting paid. I think it was a dollar an hour. And if they chose not to work, they were like deprived of yeah. basic needs. <laughs> but so the, don't worry, Olivia, yeah. the immigrants are being harshly treated right. in these facilities. But but not work to death. Just uh, not work to death. Yeah. They have the option uh, to be worked to death <laughs> or not. And, and if but, they choose not to, they'll be uh, something else to death. And, and these and these places, they aren't prisons. Because prisoners, they make, what, 25 cents to 50 cents yeah, an hour? Yeah. Like, you're doubling that, baby. That's, yeah. uh, you know, that's chump change compared to your buck an hour. Yeah, they're going to be in the Illuminati soon with that much cash. Uh. And so they, they do touch on something that's kind of timely, mm-hmm. but also something that sort of undoes the entire premise here, which sure. is, well, what they're planning is they're going to kick off a pandemic and they're going to use these detention centers. Uh, that's how they're going to justify rounding people up and putting them in these detention centers and for one, my question is, what would what good was that do? Well, in the pandemic, first of all, uh, here's my this this part was also extremely infuriating. You know, their big evidence for this is a FEMA document that outlines how they would respond to a pandemic, uh, and that's good to do, right? And as far as what they would need, you know, large you know, makeshift facilities for or camps housing people who they are studying, you know, who have the illness or, you know, I don't know, quarantining people, uh, having facility lab facilities out and able to study things like there are many ways that uh, you would need these kinds of facilities. Yeah. And and one of the ways this episode hasn't aged well in that regard is we are in the middle of a pandemic that has taken, uh, I think we're up to 600,000 plus lives in the United yeah, States now. Yeah, I, I kind of lost track after half a million. And it doesn't feel like we're propelling toward martial law no. right now. I guess if you're on the right and you <sighs> see having to wear a mask as the ultimate in government well, oppression, then and, sure. And that is the whole thing about Alex Jones and right-wing conspiracies is the smallest, most uh, innocent inconvenience is a massive conspiracy to steal their freedom. But also, we did almost see martial law, but it was in response to left-wing protests against police brutality throughout yeah, the country yeah, exactly. last year that – uh, inspired martial law and, uh, you know, curfews and shit uh, to curb 
people protesting the illegal murder of civilians by the government, basically, which is exactly what they're worried about in this. But they that's not a thing that they care about. And in fact, Alex Jones is on the record as being totally in favor of every resistance to uh, left wing protests. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's the kind of thing that depending on what side you're on, if what they're describing actually happens, you're going to be like, ha, 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 finally. Like, if if they round up right-wingers and, like, the, the type of people who are prone to storm in the Capitol, a lot of people on the left are going to be like, good. That's yeah. what they should do. Well, it's interesting because I, I, I don't disagree with, with you, but also there is an imbalance in the amount of violence perpetrated you know that's not a perfectly balanced scale left and right when it comes to who deserves to be punished you know especially because the left is fighting for good things and the right is uh, a bunch of whiny babies but like you know i i don't want the government necessarily rounding up anybody i think that's bad and would lead to me dying probably and so I don't like that. But, like, you know, some people des- uh, deserve to be uh, punished, not not jail, because jail sucks. But, like, if, you, if you're uh, a violent fucking right-wing uh, militant, then, you know, you should have some stuff coming your way. Yeah. Anyway. So. <laughs> Where were we in now, the episode? Well, now Jesse's, it's time to storm Congress. <laughs> yeah, he's storming the Capitol. <laughs> Yeah, he's going to storm the Capitol and kick some congressional aid ass. Uh. First person he tries is Jim Gerlach of Pennsylvania. But both times, Jim hears that Jesse wants to talk about FEMA concentration right. camps and is like, nope, mm. I'm going to take off. Yeah, there's no way that this comes out good for me. Yeah, which, which is, is smoking gun proof that FEMA concentration camps exist. Right, exactly. And not smoking gun proof that Jesse Ventura is like poison to someone's public image. But then the co-sponsor of the bill, Steve Cohen, mm-hmm. is fine talking to Jesse. And I'm like, you should have just started there. That seems like a better get <laughs> in terms of an interview regarding this bill. What did we think about Steve Cohen? I mean, it, I... Go he ahead. He seemed like he was being a little shady. But again, it's very possible that it's because, well, I don't want people to know we're going to start rounding up immigrants. Well, yes, I, that is the thing. I, again, this is, this is my whole thesis on this episode is everything that they talk about is actually actually about immigrants and everybody that they talk to who's involved with this thing is kind of relieved that they're not that they are just talking about the fake stuff and when it yeah like i don't like i i did not get a good vibe off of steve cohen but i also got like i i don't uh disbelieve him when he says the FEMA camps in the bill don't exist. And I and I and I believe his confusion over what bill Jesse was talking about is valid because literally all Jesse says is like, do you agree with what's said in the bill? I don't know. I need to know what you think about the bill. He never specifies. He doesn't specify the bill. And then he also talks about a real facility that he went to visit right. had the name of, and he's just got this innate ability to describe something that's real, but make it sound like the most insane bullshit you've ever heard. Yes. And like the way he describes the detention center they saw, it's insane. And like, 
It makes no sense. It's like, just give him the name. I, I'm Say, fa- here's the name of the place we went to. Here's the bill. Exactly. Explain. He never says the name. That's the thing. And so the whole time that Jesse is like trying to grill him on this facility that he visited, which again, is not a facility that was enacted by this bill because nothing, this bill is like brand new when this, when this thing started, when this episode yeah. aired. Uh, he, he, all he says is we went to a facility in Texas and they had, it was a residential facility and it was surrounded by barbed wire. And the guy is like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> this, this, this doesn't, I don't know this facility cause you haven't given me any information other than a basic description of its premises. It's just really strange. Yeah, he makes it sound like they found some unmarked building right. in the middle of the desert. Exactly. It's like, Dude, it's got I Googled it. It's got an address. It's got a website. You can fucking email them but, if you want. But, you know, I really do feel like it's either A, Jesse could not remember the name of the facility, which seems like it could be likely. Yeah, T. Don Hutto Residential <laughs> yeah. Center really I, I was gonna say, does I, not stick in the brain at all. I did not say it because I could not remember the name of of it but also uh you know he might just have known that that would kind of backfire on him if he actually specifically named the building but not naming it also backfired because it made him look like a fucking idiot yeah i would have liked if he named it because then steve cohen might have been like Oh, you're talking about the immigrant places, yeah. huh? Yeah. And then just shuts down the interview. Exactly. Oh, yeah. There. You're talking. Oh, you mean the ICE facility? I mean, uh, <laughs> but like, yeah. And, and I understand it. Steve Cohen is the guy who basically pushed for this episode to be pulled after it aired. It only aired yes. once. And uh, I get it because Jesse is. Again, spreading a lot of dangerous misinformation that is inaccurate as a smokescreen for the real thing that is actually happening. Yeah, he's he's misdirecting people. And I don't think Jesse's doing it on purpose. I because again, I think Jesse you can just get Jesse Ventura to say whatever you want with very little provocation. I think it would be easy. I I do like that in response to the criticism behind this uh misty schedule a turner spokesperson yeah uh, described conspiracy theory as quote an entertainment program that appears on an entertainment network yeah and i don't know if i buy that excuse because you can't go all right this company vanguard they're making coffins that they're selling to halliburton right that is a pretty damaging accusation yeah that's up there with the my pillow guy being like, "Hey, Dominion, right. they're stealing our democracy." Well, and, and like, and implying that I mean, just all of the Holocaust stuff is so tasteless. Like, I'm not saying that there are no Holocaust comparisons to be made with our modern immigration system, but right. he's not talking about our immigration system. He's talking about this fantasy. Of Americans being rounded up. Like, and it's not like it's ever happened, but it's happened very specifically. And, you know, he's just making these very broadsided, you know, shots at things. And when we talk about the possibility of a Holocaust involving immigrants, the whole angle of this show is well, they're spying on the people who are most likely to. lead to a holocaust of immigrants right because that's it, like 
that's that's Trump supporters. That's the right yep. right now. Exactly. Like if anything like that is going to happen, it's going to come from that side. It's, I know it's going to come I, from Alex Jones. I know some segment of the white population would love to believe that it's white people who are going to be genocided. But it's yeah. like, man, what what when do you think that switch happened in the American government? Right. Like, get the fuck out of exactly. here, morons. Well, yeah. And and of course, Alex Jones is a, also yeah. a proponent of the white genocide theory. And Meanwhile, if this turned into a immigrant genocide, those motherfuckers wouldn't care. They'd no. be like, yes, finally, we're making America, America again. Right. This is the whole thing. This is what it was so fucking infuriating about this episode is they are talking about, like, especially that ICE facility part was just driving me batty because they were give those people were giving them the information they were not talking yeah. about things they were like no comment no comment no comment but that lady said go talk to fucking ice and jesse ventura the guy who wanted to storm plum island didn't go and fucking storm the local ice headquarters nope that 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 represents a massive ideological blind spot on his part and honestly makes me not want to smoke weed with him anymore same yeah like he doesn't really even question it when she says go talk to ice no he's it's it's more like well okay well yeah. if it's ice then it's fine and, and ice was not as well known as a, of a uh, yeah, organization right. then even it, you know it's a, a you know so many people don't realize how fucking new ice is it was created after 9/11. Like right. it it's not an institution uh of our of our country, you know, that is vital to its operation. We can get rid of it today and nothing about our lives would change. Fuck ice. I hate them. Yeah. Yeah, ice can go away. So that's our episode. God. That's that's the episode of conspiracy the show that was or of conspiracy <laughs> theory with Jesse Ventura. All episodes of conspiracy the show are too hot for TV. Yeah. And that's why me and Olivia aren't on TV with this. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, the, it's just hot enough for a podcast. Yes. Yes. But this episode of conspiracy theory with Jesse Ventura, too hot for TV. Nevertheless, we will link to it in the show notes so you can give it a watch. And it is interesting. And give some, some innocent daily motion user an influx of traffic that uh, will baffle them for sure. And, and you know, and, and and check out Daily Motion. It's got everything. It really does. I don't know how they it's, get away with it. I don't know. Maybe they're not that big. Maybe they seem pretty big. They've been around a long they, time. I bet people work there and have day jobs yeah, there. They've been around forever, and I like they've never gone down. Even yeah, weird. Anyway, very weird. Vimeo too. Vimeo too, ever happens to Vimeo. But Vimeo has gotten re more restricted, whereas Daily Motion has not. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, I just downloaded a movie off of Daily Motion. It's good. Very nice. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so on the next episode, we're going to backtrack a little and cover episode three of this uh, this highly controversial season. Yeah. Of conspiracy theory with Jesse Ventura. It's the Wall Street episode. And uh, this. Okay. It, You're implying Wall Street's getting up to something shady. Yeah. Sure thing. It's got a basically exact reverse proportionate uh, amount of uh, racist material within it. It's <laughs> yeah. like it's it, whereas this one was like mostly cover up for a racist smokescreen. This one, the Wall Street one is mostly real shit with just a little bit of bad stuff sprinkled throughout. 
Very, very minor. So do we have anything to plug before we get out of here? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at hi there, hi dar. Uh, and other than that, you know, just kind of leave me alone. <laughs> uh, you can follow this show on Instagram. I'm finally going to start using that, Ooh. I guess, at Conspirapops. So do that and you can look at pictures associated with this podcast nice. and things of the like. And uh, I think that's it. Yeah. Should we get out of here? Yeah. Olivia, say goodbye. Bye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Bye.